So why did you first become counselor? Or why were you interested at first? Right. So um, I, I first got elected in 2018. Um, and um, and uh, decades prior to that, I was always very active in mission in the community uh, through my tennis, through... Um, my column, and uh, basically through my dad's legacy, who had you know who's lived here for seventy years and very much involved in mission, and I got to know some of the great pioneers of our community, uh, who were very politically active, and really became role models as a young kid. Um, mission was a very active political town uh, in the late you know seventies, eighties. Uh, and '90s, and you know, that really shaped my um, desire not to, to not to not to get engaged in politics, but just get involved in the community and some of the decision makings. Politics is kind of a, a word that people sometimes think of a ne- in a negative way, but I think what we're doing here is just community work to to help the community out to to help in some of the decision making processes. I think it's been a rewarding experience for me. Um, you know, I've got to meet a lot of credible people. I've tried to make myself available as much as possible for the community. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, it's, I learned actually, you know, you, you think you know everybody in the community, but you don't. And you think you know every neighborhood in the community, but you don't. And I got to visit a lot of corners of our community that I, I would have never imagined seeing. And it's been, it's, it's been wonderful. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I have a lot of respect for people, whether I agree or disagree with them, that put their name on the ballot or just serve in the capacity of the political office. Um, it's a lot of work, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and Mission is a very busy town, I can tell you. And I think everybody on our council, uh, we, we all try our very best in our own capacity. Yeah, so uh, I've got some questions about being yeah. a counselor because yeah. like, from the outside, I've yeah, really no well, idea. Happy to help. So it's a like a it's like a paid job, right? So yes. That yeah. You can like devote all your attention to it. Yeah. Um, what has been your favorite things you've been able to get instituted? Um, well, there's you know we got our um, well obviously you know we're in the process of um, getting well there's many many things that we've done our building permit times. We're implementing that. That's a common uh, negative, you know, people are very upset that it takes so long to get a building permit. Like, uh, and we've tried to speed up that process with our staff. So we've given them the, um, the resources to speed up that process and keep it in a, in a respectable manner of time. Um, so that's, that's something that we're very proud of. Um, we've also, um, uh, the, you know, the sewer lines in, in the works, to get the sewer line done. Uh, that's something that we're working towards getting accomplished. Um, so if that's still still kind of in the working stages right now, but we got, we got that, you know, hopefully completed very soon here. Um, and, you know, and I, I think that uh, those are some of the key things that come to my mind that we have accomplished. We go through a lot of information on a, on a monthly basis. And, um, and I think that uh, uh, we've... Um, I'm trying to think. There's there's another one that comes to my mind that I think that we've done. Uh, that's, um, yeah. Those are some of the key ones that that really come to my mind. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think about Obi? Obi's a great guy. I like Obi. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I like Obi. I think, you know, Obi's one of the smartest young kids that I know. And, uh, and when I'm talking about the political mind, he's mm. good. And I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think you're going to see some amazing things in about 10 years' time. And he'll be, uh, he'll be, uh, he's a bright young kid. And I think that, um, um, you know, um, his, uh, his thinking is way beyond his years. So I often look for him for, um, advice and, uh, and, you know, uh, and, and, and input, more, more input that he has to offer because he has a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Quite, quite amazing fella. Mm-hmm. I love Obi. Yeah. Um, we love him too. Me and Obi had like a trial run because the the video got all glitched and stuff. But yeah. um, yeah. we talked a lot about his philosophy. I'm kind of interested in what your general philosophies are mm-hmm. in terms of life in general, yeah. but then also like, like what you try to bring to your decisions. Sure. As- well, my philosophy as being somebody in their fifties is uh, quite probably different than somebody in their twenties or you know somebody in their thirties. But I think my philosophy at the council table has always been um, mutual respect. You know, whether we come into a development that somebody doesn't want, the neighborhood doesn't want, you know, I, we all live in the same community. I want to make sure that I can see them at the store and say hello to them and they're not walking away from me and that we all can have a good understanding of a decision that we made, that I've made. So that's very important to me, that I can go home and sleep at night. If I can't sleep at night, that if I made a bad decision, then that bothers me. That if I, um, you know, uh, I made somebody's life miserable or you know affected somebody's life in a negative way, um, that bothers me. So I try to always uh, try to always live my life in that capacity when it comes to my decision making. I try really hard to mm-hmm. do the best I can. Living in good faith, making living in good faith. Yeah, and if if I can't do something, I make sure that person knows that I there's something I can do for them. You know, so I make that clear. That that's important to me. Um, were you a part of that movement where they were allowing, I don't know if they ended it, but, uh, they were trialing, allowing alcohol and marijuana in the two public parks? Yes. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll be right up front with you on that. Um, I didn't support that. Mm. Um, I just felt that, um, um, I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say old schooled on that, but I really think that there were some concerns when it came to, I think they picked Jack Pool Plaza, I believe, and I can't remember the other park that we, and um, yeah, and maybe was it Heritage or something? Yeah, I, I think it was Heritage. Her- and it might have been Centennial, but yeah, yeah, ma- yeah. There, there were two parks that yeah. we approved, and you know, I just really believe that um, I understand the whole concept. And I know it works in other communities, or they're in trial like Coquitlam or some other communities. I get it, but. I really believe that parks are made for young families and kids to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the drinking, uh, drinking aspect is really, in my mind, appropriate for that. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, people can go to people's homes. People, there's so many other ways we can, you know, um, consume alcohol. But I don't think public parks uh, are, yeah. I, I, th- I mean, it passed. I think it was a 5-2 vote, if I believe. I think myself and Danny Plekis, Councillor Plekis, voted against it. So... Mm-hmm. That's my feelings on it. I, I, it that I'm pretty firm on that. I just felt that, you know, you know, um, you know, when people go consume alcohol in the park, you know, they're probably going to have a few drinks. Mm-hmm. We got to make, you know, then that becomes a liability. 
and yeah. and, and, and how we you know how they go on from there. And yeah, then, and I guess the problem would be there's not really anyone to kick them out if they're right. So I just want to you know um, I wasn't even interested in having a trial on that because I feel a trial period because uh, I just felt that it, it just it's not going to work hmm. in my opinion. And so. was the idea like? If there are enough complaints, then we'll remove it or? Yeah, I think that's kind of, well, they're, they're going to watch and see what, yeah, what, how, how the behavior and how, how the interaction is with, with, with people. And, and, you know, um, our parks are beautiful here. We have our Centennial Heritage Parks and, and, and uh, parks in, at uh, Hatsik as well. Very beautiful parks and they're made for families to enjoy. Our parks are pretty full and busy with a lot of activities. So, you know, I think that's our first and foremost um, thing we should be doing is people should be going there and feeling safe. And that's important to me. We don't le- need, um, with alcohol, it, it, it brings sometimes bad behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you had one or two drinks, it, it could lead to something that we don't need. So, mm. yeah. And then driving too afterwards, right? So there has to be the liability of driving. So, yeah. Mm. But good, but, but a good question. Thank you. Yeah. It's a good question. <laughs> um, I guess maybe on a kind of similar note, we'll go to um, maybe your opinion on psychedelic therapies. Have you... Okay, now you got to help me with that a little bit. Are you versed at all on that? No. Um, well, Vancouver... Graham, can you look up what kind of laws they have in terms of psychedelic therapy in Vancouver? Because um, okay. I read on your... Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what it was. Oh, it was the missions website, like bio for you that you were acting mayor for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was acting mayor on, for uh, a few months on, on, on different occasions. Yeah. Because, um, our former mayor, Pam Alexis, um, you know, um, um, went, I went to the MLA's job, uh, mm. and I, we had to fill in for that. Yeah. So I had the capacity, I have an honor and capacity of being acting mayor. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess I guess if you don't know too much about it, well, it's it's the idea that um, try me, try me. I'll yeah, I'll, I'll uh, give you I'll give I'll give you an answer. Um, so psychedelic therapies are this idea where it's like the these drugs that were like that scared everyone in the '60s and '50s. Yeah, um, have been used now at like John Hopkins, Harvard, and Stanford. Yeah, yeah. to um, really like open people's minds. It's kind of like a dream state. Oh, okay. And then, but in the context of therapy where these people have these uh, eye-opening experiences, Mm -hmm. um, it helps a lot with things like depression. Right. And um, PTSD and anxiety. And then the the question is like, um, in Vancouver, there's kind of centers for it now. Yeah. Um, I think it would be cool to have some mission. Okay. In the future, well, um, I, I guess I'll 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 take that under notice. I I don't know enough about it, but I'll be happy to look into it with you. Mm-hmm. If I get reelected, I'll be happy to look into it and discuss this with you further. I don't know enough about it. Mm, yeah, you know, um, there's many things in mission that we need, you know, to get caught up in time where we are here in 2022. But uh, I'd be happy to look into it. I'm I'm quite interested in seeing what it's all about. Mm, yeah, I'll send you some stuff then. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where else outside of Vancouver do they have this? Um, Oregon, uh, California's passed some laws about it. Okay. And okay. then um, I think like I think Oregon. Netherlands. Oh well, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that that's good. Yeah. Did you find anything about the the legality? Um, in... Yeah. Right now, 
they're a very they're the lowest priority for the police. They're technically illegal, but for for um, selling, but for personal use, you can you can own personal quantities of it. Okay. Legally. Can you look okay. up if there's any um like therapy centers in Vancouver? Because I know there's like um there's studies <laughs> like at um universities, but I just when there was like centers. Um, um, there's a psychedelic integration center called the Throg Counseling Clinic in right, Vancouver. Right, right. Um, mm. I guess maybe we'll go to, um, what do you think Mission needs on that note of, uh, things to get caught up to the, the present? Well, you know, we're growing very quickly here at Mission, you know, especially over the last, um, you know, we've seen a lot of, uh, development applications come through in the last four years, um, which is great. We welcome people to our community, um, but um, I'm a little bit concerned in some of the infrastructure that we don't have in our community for the growth that we're going to experience, especially when it comes to some of the apartments that we approved. They're in the they're in the process of being built right now, so it might take another year, maybe two years, for some of these um, these applications to be completed and for um, for residents to move in. I think it's wonderful that we do offer that, but now our infrastructure is not there. You know, our roadways are pretty clogged up on mm. for most days um, and our schools are almost all over capacity or at, or at capacity um, our ambulance service is we're lacking our hospitals a little bit um, I mean we're not getting a new hospital that's pretty much it but we need to have uh, more services and uh, more doctors um, on um, on you know working at the hospital or working in our community as GPS um, and those are some of the key things that we need. And uh, I think that uh, we need to, uh, and those are, a lot of them are provincial matters. And our mer our current council has worked very hard to have that open communication with our MLA through to the provincial government to get, hopefully get um, some money coming our way mm -hmm. to help, uh, especially with our high school. We just don't even need a high school. We need another probably elementary school because the growth in Cedar Valley is really growing fast. And there's a lot of, new families up there that, you know, McMahon is pretty much at capacity. So those are some of the things that, uh, that I think that uh, we need. Um, and that, um, obviously, you know, the Murray street bypass, I see that they fixed it up still a little bit bumpy, but a little bit better than what it was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you know, those guys are working hard at night to get it done. And I, and I really appreciate that. Um, but the Mercy Bypass, I still think it has 20 years of life on it still. Like, like before they can, you know, do it. So it's 20 years of life on it. So, um, um, I, you know, I, I'd like to see what happens here in the near future with that. I don't see any big changes there either. So, um, um, obviously we need a new truck route for trucks to get off First Avenue. Um, it's very dangerous for people. Um, very dangerous for, you know, um, pedestrians walking and, and, uh, businesses down there really, really feel that. So, um, the waterfront issue, um, has been a very divisive issue in our community. Mm, you yeah. know, you probably heard about heard that. a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah. You know, you know, and, um, I respect everybody's opinion. I really do. I mean, I was on the other side of it that I said, no, I, I voted no against the waterfront study plan in 2020. And um, when it came to adoption in June, I voted no against it as well. Now, the reason I voted no against it is that um, we, it's what we had in front of us, like we had, um, we had jobs and opportunities here. 
mm-hmm. with the Martini plan that was planned with uh, with the Breach family um, and with former Mayor Randy Hawes and uh, the Martini group out of Langley, which was Netflix um, Studios. They were going to mm-hmm. put here and some light warehousing. So that was going to be on the Breach property, which is 87 acres. You know, if you go over the bridge, that all that property is all mm-hmm. their property. So that was that's where it was going to be. Now the I think that uh, the waterfront uh, study area was like 200-something acres or 170. It was like close to 200 acres, the whole thing. But 87 of the acres was the bridge property. <clears throat> and I felt, and I spoke with Mr. Breach, Kenny Breach, on many, many occasions about this. You know, he really educated me on the fact that, uh, you know, what was happening and what could be done here. So the study, what the study does, what is kind of... Um, froze some applications, not froze, but delayed applications because a study was being done on the whole area um, east of the railway's tracks as well. So it goes all the way down to uh, Value Village and that whole area, which I think the study would have, it's great that we do do something like that for long-term planning in the coming decades as to what where we, where we might be because the community is changing. And um, and that's fine. I think that's and that's great. But I think where, where we went wrong, in my humble opinion, personal opinion is we should have moved with a martini plan and that would have helped out with the build out of the waterfront in the decades to come hmm. because it was great jobs. There's 2000 jobs, tens of millions of more dollars into the city coffers, which would have helped us pay for a lot of things we're asking for now. Right. And so, so sorry, the martini plan was, yeah, a different use for that waterfront property? Yeah. So, yeah. So the plan was, the plan was, it was, yeah. So, so what the study produced at the end is exactly the same plan that would have fit in with the martini plan. Hmm. So we really lost on an opportunity. It was, we should have redrafted the waterfront study plan on the east side of the railway tracks and done that in that capacity. And the 87 or 80 something um, owners on that, you know, no business for sale is for sale right now down there. So what do we, like, we haven't really accomplished that. We kind of went like two steps forward, but five steps backwards. Mm. And let me tell you, Seven Oaks was supposed to be in mission in the 70s. In I can't remember exactly, maybe 73 or 74. I was a young kid at the time. But Seven Oaks was originally planned to be in mission. Mission was the center hub of the Fraser Valley. Mission City was. We were the, the mm. commerce capital of the Fraser Valley. Abbotsford was just a small little town. It was Abbotsford and Masqui. Two, so two, two, two different towns, two different municipalities. But Mission was the big town. And they turned it down, which was, you know, they thought they wanted to keep Mission small as a kind of mm. a family-oriented community. Then it went to Abbotsford. And that's what happened there. So th- I think this was one of the... This will come back in time to be one of the worst decisions we ever made on council. We should have moved with the Martini plan, and then from there, we should have had the study on the other side of the of the waterfront. So now, because it's private property, all those lands are private property owned. Hmm. You know, um, and the Bridge family um, um, is now looking at um, other buyers from foreign countries that want to build a pump mill there now. Hmm. So yeah. what did we call? See, people the don't understand. Cool. Yeah, see, people don't understand. Think, oh well, we got beaches there, and it'd be nice and all that stuff. But it's all private property, you know. It's different if the city owns it, but they don't own the lands. Hmm. So it's owned by the breaches now because they had this. So 
um, these studios are being built out in Langley, right, as we speak. It looks beautiful. I've seen all the pictures. They're almost, you know, getting completed. And, you know, it's it's something that we could have, our, our, our town could have really, really benefited. It would have been a real good injection of, of jobs and a lot of um, um, extra, uh, you know, uh, money into our city coffers hmm. for really nice things that we could have done. And it just, it's not, it's very unfortunate that people, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 it's really unfortunate. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of want to go to your work as a journalist, I guess you yeah, could say, yeah. or columnist. Yeah. Columnist, yeah. Um, what kind of got you into that? Well, I'm a tennis player. Like I played, uh, you know, semi-pro tennis for many decades and we come from a family of tennis players. Uh, and, uh, and we had, you know, and we, I ran local tennis tournaments for, uh, probably close to two decades here in, in the community and played all across BC and different parts of Canada too, as well for wow. tennis. So in saying that I got good relationships with the paper. So one day in 1995, I woke up and I said, you know what, maybe I want to submit a column for the summer. I'll write a column in the Abbasurd News. And I just wrote, wrote a column and it ended up being 27 years later, I'm still doing it. I mean, I do it not as often, maybe once a month or sometimes once every other month, but I really uh, really look at, forward to engaging with people, being um, and talking about diversity. Obviously, I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I spoke a lot about diversity. You know that. I might even give you a Psyching for Diversity t-shirt. Did I give you a t-shirt? No, I don't think I so. didn't give you a t-shirt? Okay, I gave like thousands and thousands of t-shirts. I thought maybe at McDonald's I might have seen you there and say, hey, I have a t-shirt. But... Um, it's great. I think that uh, you know it's uh, it's impactful. I like to see you know um, you know the columns are never about me personally. It's always about the person that I'm talking to. Just like what you're doing to me. You know mm. what I mean. You're giving me an opportunity to be, um, you know, to be at the forefront here. So it's it's I really enjoy that. But I've done a long time and 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 with politics, you know, uh, serving on city council, it's a lot of work. So sometimes that takes a little bit of a backstage, a little bit. But mm. I do try to submit at least once a month or once every other month. What's been your favorite column you've written? Um, I'll tell you right now. I, I, I got many, but one comes to my mind, and I think it's a timely. It's about our former mayor, mission, uh, our former mission mayor in 1954, Mr. Grewal, Naranjan Grewal. He was our city mayor, and he was the first elected South Asian. And when I say South Asian, I mean like uh, coming from India. Mm. So he was good friends of my dad. He came in probably 1930 to mission, and he ran uh, for city council. And uh, Mission City was a, you know, a hub at that time, you know, with, uh, you know, um, and he ran in 1950 and became the first elected uh, South Asian and probably North America, hmm. uh, you know, coming from India. Um, so that was a great accomplishment for our community in 1950. And then became the mayor in 54 and then ran for the CCF in 1956. So I've done many documentaries on him, and I've, um, you know, uh, showcases. I'm still getting calls, actually, last week. Somebody wants to do an um, interview with me So on, on, on his life. And, you know, when I go there, I think of many people who served. When I sit at city council, I look at the wall, and I know all the pictures of old councils, and I probably know a good 80% of those people who have, you know, a lot of them have, have passed, but I know who they are, and I've met them and through my dad or myself. And I think that we live in a wonderful town who we, people really do care. And I think it's that what this town is, everybody has personal relationships with somebody. Like if I don't know this person, gentleman sitting next to me, well, because we know, we know each other that mm-hmm. knows him, right? Mm-hmm. So everything's all connected here. And I think that what makes Mission a really great place. 
So those are my some of my columns. But I got lots. I probably written hundreds of columns. I just it just yeah. Mm-hmm. I've actually became a better writer over the years by by practicing. Just mm-hmm. like you know when you do interviews, you get better and better all the time. You learn techniques. I learn from other people. I learn how to write by reading other articles and how they present their information. And that makes me a better writer. I think I've become a better writer because I just worked at it. At high school, I wasn't that great, right? <laughs> Even in college, it was okay. But what did you go to college for? I went to college at, at UFE uh, with sociology. I got a degree in sociology, anthropology. And mm-hmm. then I did a second degree at Simon Fraser University and Bachelor of General Studies. But the focus was in education. Hmm. So I got a few, de- yeah, two degrees. What, yeah. Uh, when you were going for education, were you thinking of becoming a teacher? Yeah, that was on my mind. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really great. So I thought it was, Im- yeah, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. But hmm. uh, you know, life sometimes gets in the way, right? <laughs> so you know, and things happen, and I'm doing this right now, and I really enjoy it. I feel like uh, you know, I love learning, uh, and it's, um, yeah, I just love being trying to be the role model that I try to be. Hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe on role models, uh, yeah. I think it was a column you had wrote, uh, was it about your dad? Yeah. Um, could have been, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think were your dad's most inspiring lessons? Well, <clears throat> dad was, he, dad came in 1952 to mission and was heavily involved in a lot of the building and mission of that time, whether it be sports or recreation, um, you know, the crematorium here at this Hatsik Cemetery was built by, well, him and his, and the team with him that did it. He was, you know, a big spearhead. I think my dad's greatest gift was, and to us, was that coming from a South Asian family, meaning an East Indian, Indo-Canadian family, my dad was, he could get, a, he could spread his wings in all communities. He could get along with anybody, like from any culture. And I think that was his gift. And, you know, he was also Rotarian for 58 years. Uh, with Sorry, Rot- what was that? With Rotary Club. He, Rotary, you know. Um, you know, Like flying? No, no, Rotary. Like it's a, a service club. Like, you know, the service clubs, Rotary. Like, you know, like there's Kingsmen and there's Lions Clubs and there's a Rotary Club. Okay. So he's a Rotarian. He was a Rotarian for 58 years, which meet weekly here in Mission to do... Um, stuff so dad 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 was you know he was really involved in you know uh, a big part of the fixture of, of of our community and you know his name was tokarar and uh you know my dad was 84 he passed away in, 19, in 2017 um and um but uh and the funny thing is is he um um he talked to me about running about a month before he passed away hmm. in 17 and i was happened to be at with him in October he passed away in November of 17 in October we had a conversation he thought the election was coming up and coming up but I said dad it's the ne- it's a year from now he goes well maybe you should run and mm. maybe think about it you've done a lot of work in the community my dad could have ran in the 70s and 80s you know and was some of the great political leaders we had at that time and I said okay dad well I'll think about it so then he passed away in, in November so the following year, it played all year with me that should I run or should I not run? So in his memory, and uh, I decided to put my name in in 18, and then I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to serve. And it was, it's, it's, it's been fantastic. It was very competitive last time. In 2018, it was very, very competitive. We had a lot of great names, uh, and some of those people never got in. And I was like very humbled that I had an opportunity to be there and mm. be, be, be part of it. You know, if you ask me, what would it be? Is it something that if I, you know, is it, do, do I see it the same way before I got into now? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. 
and uh, um, you have an idea going in what it's going to be like, but it's totally different when you when you actually serve. You know, especially when you get to the midway part of the four years, you're going okay, yeah, yeah, this is what's going on. It's it's pretty constant, you know, especially with the internet and social media. People are always talking to you all the time. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you have children? No. Hmm. Yeah. Do you plan on it? Uh, well, we're, we're thinking about it. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> I guess well, I, Megan, pa, Pam has yeah, her daughter, yeah, stepdaughter, uh, Megan Hilton. You mm-hmm. might know her. Do you know her, Megan? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess <laughs> mission's kind of your, your yeah, well, family it's been, right Yeah, no, now, it's almost. good. Like, I have an older brother and a younger brother. We all grew up here. You know, we were always proud to represent mission on sports and, you know, do our very best to represent our community. And we were... um Always, um, we were always, you know, happy to represent our community. Um, you know, um, I could never, ever say anything bad about our community. It's, it's been great to my family, to my parents, to myself and my brothers. I mean, my brothers have moved away long ago. They've, one lives in, uh, Cloverdale and the other one lives in the States. But, uh, you know, I'm just holding the fort for the family here and, you know, um, doing what I have to do. And City Hall has been a great experience. The city staff are wonderful people. Uh, I really enjoy um, working there and uh, being being what what uh, what we do. Uh, our fellow counselors, you know, we all may disagree at times, and there may be hard feelings sometimes. But you know what? I respect their decisions. They are friends of mine, and we try to walk away. We have our last meeting on the seventeenth, so the election is this Saturday, um, and and the, our last meeting is on Monday, our last public meeting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Before it, you have to be reelected to have the next meeting. Typically? So yeah, so elections on Saturday, then the fifteenth, then the then and then um, our last meetings on the seventeenth, which is the following Monday, uh, next week, and then our swearing in for the new council is November second. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And that's and that's how far it went fast. Mm-hmm. The first years went kind of slow, but the last few years went really fast. Hmm. Um, maybe just going back to what it's like to be a counselor. Sure. Um, what is like the bulk of the job? Um, well, the job is, you know, it's, I, I feel like anybody can do the job. I really, I really do. I think it doesn't, you know, but what it does require is patience and um and dedication and and um open mindedness to a lot of things yeah. um I think those are some of the key factors to make you a good counselor but you know um and and the ability to just just to be busy working i think there's there's a lot of work involved um for myself i've um you know, um, there is a burnout stage. You do get burnt out sometimes. Like there are days where you just go, wow, you know, this has been a, uh, a lot of work and, um, and you just, you need rest days. I think mental health and rest days are important because you just can't go at it 15 hours a day because the messages don't stop. And, and sometimes you just need to walk away for a day or two and then re-energize and get back at it. But a lot of people, you know, could do the job that don't get the opportunity. And I see that a lot of people are very politically astute that don't get the opportunity to being elected. And it's very unfortunate, but um, 
but I think a lot of, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity and I feel that I've learned a lot through the f four years that I'm much better equipped now to do my job in the second term for the, for the community. Listen to the community is very important in this job. So for example, as you guys live in the Ferndale area, the Cade Bar Dudney uh, Industrial Park that was going, or the light warehousing that was planned to going down here at the corner of Dudney and uh, Cade Bar there, you know, mm -hmm. in the field there. You know, I took the time to listen to the community. I wanted to listen to what people had to say and they're messaging me, hey Ken, this is not, uh, uh, you know, good for our community. They're okay with something being built there, like a mall or a strip mall or something like that, but they didn't want the warehousing um, in there. So, you know, listen to the people is very important. What makes you successful as a counselor or, you know, is listen to the community. And my voting, I believe, has reflected that hmm. by listening to the people, you know. I really feel that uh, I wanted to be that uh, voice where building trust has been important to me in the community because nobody trusts governments, right? Nobody trusts, you know, they, they're, 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 there's a mistrust and that's fine. I get it. No, I, I get mm -hmm. it. But I want to say, you know what? Ken returns my call. He calls me, whether he can help me or not. He calls me. He returns my call. He shows up my door if I ask and we have a conversation. And I, hopefully through that, I build trust with the people in the community to, you know, be be reelected again on the 15th to have another term. Hmm. Yeah. Trying to listen to everyone and get everyone's perspective in. Well, yeah, sometimes, you know, we, it just doesn't happen. And the processes are slow. I, and, you know, in at any level of government, it's mm -hmm. timely, it's slow, slow, and it is. just doesn't work fast. And, you know, we're just, we're just part of the whole bureaucratic system. You know, we go there. So if you have a complaint, I phone the city manager and advise him that, you know, you have a complaint and we need to look into it. Then he'll file that off to the certain departments that look into stuff um, to to assist you. So, you know, we're controlled as well. You know, we're just sometimes just messengers in the whole pro in the whole political game. Hmm. So, and we, and that's, yeah, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Would you ever consider being full-time mayor? I've been asked many times. Actually, I was asked today before I came here. A message came to me, goes, you know, it's too bad Ken's not running for mayor. But um, I'm, I like to look after my health and mm. my mind and my life and the things that I enjoy in my personal life. But tennis. Uh, yeah, tennis. Well, I don't play too much anymore like I used to, but, but just enjoy enjoyment of life. The mayor's job, and I applaud our current mayor, Paul Horn, mm. and our previous mayors. They've worked very hard. Paul puts in 10 hours a day, and I know that. And whether we agree or disagree on issues, I appreciate his time and the work that he does. Um, you know, when I speak to young kids or talk about political life, just like I'm doing here, I ask people to be a little patient with your political leaders. Mm -hmm. They're all trying their best. You know, we don't, you know, we're, you know, it's, we're all trying our best to get things done. And I think patience is a key. And I think that, um, you know, um, we all, you know, and the mayorship, you know, I'm not saying never to never, but I'm happy to do a council again. I like to do, uh, learn a bit more and, uh, and then go from there. But mm. maybe down the road, you, you never know, depending on how my energy level, it's, you, you need a lot of energy. Mm. <laughs> it's, 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 you, it's pretty, you know, go, go, go all the time. And, mm. you know, people want to see you out in community as much as possible. So, but, uh, yeah. But so, I have the, I, I had the fortunate opportunity of being acting mayor on a couple of occasions and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was great to, it was great to learn.
fun for a little while, but it would be tough yeah. for actually, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know, actually, it was pretty good. Actually, people were people were really good. You know, and you know, hopefully, people see that you're trying to be good. You try to listen, and it takes time. And you know, we're not just talking to one person. We're talking to probably you know, uh, you know, fifty to hundred people at any given time. You know what I mean, right? There's like messages to return, and there's text messages, there's Facebook messages, and there's you know all that stuff. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're just uh, one person trying to, you know, try to trying to relay that try to act on what we're trying to do here yeah i'm curious what you think <clears throat> i kind of asked obi about this yeah yeah what you thought about the trucker convoy oh yeah well that's a trick question uh trucker convoy um i think the trucker convoy is um i believe in the freedom of 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 expression and I think it's important to listen to what they have to say. These are working individuals that are supplying us our daily needs. I think it's very important. Now, do I believe in the blockades and all that stuff? No, mm. no. We, we, I, I, that's something that I don't think I support. But I do believe in the expression of opinion and how they feel. I think that... Um, there needs to be mutual respect on both sides. Hmm. How about if I leave it at that? Okay, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I can appreciate that. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? And it's a good question, and I'm happy to address it, but I, I think that I don't know all the dynamics would happen in Ottawa, like hmm. what was going yeah. on at the blockades, but I think if they're peaceful protesting, that's their right in this country. Um, but you know, if they're blocking and creating havoc for the people living in the communities hmm. and stuff like that, I think that's concerning to me, and that's where I think I'll just leave it. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy to listen to you. We've heard a lot of different opinions on COVID and truckers and, con, you know, and all that stuff. I'm happy to listen to it. I'm happy to listen to it. I guess I know, not... I know some politicians aren't, but I'm happy to listen to it. But, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, that we're not affecting other people's lives. Hmm. Yeah. Were you um, on, counselor, on council when the COVID? Yeah. Things yeah, are going yeah, down? yeah. We're the we're, we're the council. We're the we're the COVID council. Mm. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. So I've been serving since 18. So yeah. So yeah, it yeah. happened in March of 18. COVID's March of uh, 20, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, March 20. Yeah, that's when we shut the city hall down for a while and did everything by Zoom. And what was that yeah. like? It was fine. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, you know what? COVID gave us a little bit of a break. Um, you know, um, in terms of some of the public engagements that we needed, not that we were looking for anything, but it gave us a different ref- reflection on how we see things, you know, um, you know, people weren't allowed into the meetings. We sat at the council, but we all sat apart from each other. Um, and then, you know, um, um, all the, um, public could just zoom in through zoom calls and we did our, our stuff like that, but I, I enjoy it now. Everybody's back in the game. So everybody mm-hmm. comes and visits, you see people and, you know, you know, most people are really good. You know, they're really, really good. You know, you get the odd person that's a little different, and that's okay. But most people have been really, really great. And I really appreciate all the kind words. So am I going to the election pretty nervous? Yeah, a little nervous. People say, oh, Ken, are you going to win? You're going to do this? Don't worry about it. I said, well, yeah, we all, we all, we like to hope to think like that. But, you know, there's, there's some people running and, and, um, you know, it's, uh, now that I have a history, because I've been on council, I've got a voting record, it may not appeal to everybody, right? So I'm okay with that too. So hmm. I'm happy to gain their trust in the future if I can. Is the voting record public? Uh, yes, it is. I think on the online, I think you can find it through the district. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's online. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, you can find out pretty. You if if you do enough work on it, you can find out how we all voted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe just we'll we'll go to wrap up. Um, Sure. If you could have three principles, yeah, for people to vote for you on, yeah, what would they be. Well, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to. Um, I'm personable, you know. I'm happy to talk to you via phone, via text, via in person. Uh, I think that's one of my traits. Um, I'm uh, listening to the community type of thing. Yeah, I love to listen to the community. You know, um, um, I like to think that. I will, my voting rec, I, I will, if one person comes to me and has a concern about something, but a hundred people will be in support of it, I will still listen to that one person mm. and not say, okay, well, how do I weigh this out? I usually like to fight for the underdog. Mm. I'm always the guy that fights for the underdog. If it's right. Yeah. Mm. I'll fight for that person. Just like the pride flag. I'm the one that suggested that made the motion to fight that. And I, I, I took a lot of flack over it, but I'm proud because that's part of my principles. I, I'll fight for that. I'll fight for that community. And even if I have to lose election over it, I will fight for that community. I, I support it. I'm, I I tried to raise the flag because they had the Pride event here in June. Hmm. I was happy to do that. Um, and, you know, and that's, yeah. I, you know, those are some of the principles. Sometimes, you know, it's very divisive, but I'm not afraid to stand up. And mm. say that when it came to lower taxes, I fought for that during COVID. I was the only council that fought for lower taxes in 20, uh, 21 and 22 um, to have lower taxes to give people a break during COVID. Mm. People were asking for a break. We could have given them a break. We didn't do that. The pawn shop guy that's downtown Mission that can't move next door to his shop, I supported that guy. I was the only council that supported him. Mm. He wanted to move right next door to the movie theater there. He's got his pawn shop there, just 20 feet. 20 feet from his door. He wanted to move his shop there because he owns that building. We wouldn't allow that because the bylaw says it restricts um, um, any more pawn shops or sex shops and um, and tattoo shops. Mm-hmm. Adults, yeah. So, you know, I'm not afraid to have my vote reflected how I feel, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, I can appreciate that standing by your voting record. Mm. Well, I, I believe we, we've, I believe in my opinion, we've made some mistakes here. And we need to, um, you know, and sometimes, you know, uh, you know, um, and that's fine. I mean, you know, uh, you know, uh, well, it's, it's not fine in my opinion, but, you know, we move forward somehow to get uh, to move forward. But I'm, um, you know, um, the the pride thing was re- I was really passionate about moving forward. I really wanted that. I really wanted to, to f- make everybody feel welcome into our community, you mm-hmm. know. It would have been historical to do that for for the people. Yeah. All right. Well. It's yeah. Been great. Well, that's thank good. Thank you for coming on. No, no. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. It's actually really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed this, and uh, you know, I'd like to come on again after lectures over. I mean, hopefully, I'm still there. But yeah, uh, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, I would love to have you back. You know what I mean? It's it's it's. I encourage everybody to run. You know, it's it's great. I think it's great. Local stuff is great. It's you know, uh, uh, it's a lot more in depth than people think it is. You know, there's so much to learn and little things and, you know, and, and, uh, so much and, and everything's moving so fast. Um, but it's, it's been great. Our little town of mission is, well, it's not a little town, but it's, it's great. And thanks to you guys for doing the work you do. 
you know, and you know, I, I like do. this. I think it's great. You know, you got the jungle here looks great. You got guitars, you got beds and you got, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's great, you know, and I think that I, and I encourage you to reach out to all the, you know, all the local leaders here and keep, keep pressing forward. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I might do that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have an Obi bag on. Yeah. So this is going to air. Uh, can I say one thing to the listeners? Yes. Absolutely. If you, if you do go vote, hope you consider me Ken Harar. That's H-E-R-A-R. Um, and, you know, I will listen to you. I will get back to you and I will do my best to represent uh, issues that you may have. So October 15th, please consider me. Thank right. you. Awesome.